Welcome to part three, the final part of our very special series of episodes about our favorite neighborhood web-slinging superhero in celebration of the release of Spider-Man No Way Home. Last episode, which you should check out before this one, we started our actual review of the movie in part two. That's right, because in part one, we went over our history with the character of Spider-Man. So if you want to listen to the review in full, start with part two and uh, continue on to this part. So uh, to recap where we left off last time, I'm going to have to drop a major spoiler. We do not shy away from spoilers in this series of episodes about Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'm about to say a major spoiler about this movie. So if you haven't seen it, turn back. You better turn back because you're going to regret it if you you can't you legally can't get mad at us, okay? So I'm about to say it. Basically, Aunt May dies. So hopefully you don't feel silly now for not turning back. But Aunt May dies, and that's kind of where we left off last episode. Uh, and we're gonna talk uh, we're gonna talk now about uh, some stuff that happened, some stuff that worked kind of after that conversation from last time. Uh, what about that scene where all of the Spider-Mans are on the roof? Uh, I think it's where oh, yes. uh, he first is kind of meeting, uh, uh, Tom Holland is first kind of meeting Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Um, this was another, uh, favorite scene of mine where, you know, he, he, he's skeptical that he's about, he wants to push the button and send them all back, but then he starts to relate to them and they start sharing they start opening up to each other. They're crying. Everyone's crying. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a pivotal moment in the plot of the movie where Tom Holland is realizing that more needs to be done and he can't just give up. Uh, that, you know, he, he, he needs to finish what Aunt May said that uh, this is, actually is the right thing to do. Uh and it kind of takes that pep talk from the other two Spider-Men to get there. And uh, it very plainly kind of just lays out the traumas that each of them went through uh, to, you know, relate to Tom Holland. So um, overall, another fantastic scene that worked really well. And it was kind of the first glimpse into how they would, I mean, it was literally the first scene with all, so it was the first glimpse yeah. into it was the first glimpse into how the three of them would work together. Yeah, I just remember watching that scene, being like, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe yeah. not only that's real, but it's working. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll jump past to that scene. Um I'm so glad that when the first three met, they didn't throw Toby and Andrew under the bus to make Tom the real spider-man and yeah. if anything uncle ben being the one to tell them the line made it seem like they were the real versions and tom was the alternate version yeah you want to know that another thing i would argue because this is actually what i wanted to bring up next but it's the same thing uh you could also make this argument with the fact that when ned said show me like show me peter parker the first <laughs> yeah. guy who came up the first guy who came up Yes. Even though he has a best friend named Peter Parker, the first guy who came up was the Andrew Garfield universe, Peter Parker. Oh, yes. And also, <laughs> a lot of people think that Green Goblin is Spider-Man's Joker, 
Norman's talking about there is no Oscorp here. So, mm-hmm. right. So there that, really isn't even a Green Goblin. Yeah. And I also thought that what made the scene work so much about kind of like, we got to get back and try is that the last time we saw all three of these characters, these versions of Spider-Man, they were all at their lowest point. Like Toby had just had the black suit. Harry died and his relationship was struggling a little bit with Mary Jane with Andrew, the loss of Gwen, Tom, the loss of um, aunt May. So, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it felt like that scene having that backstory for the other two in my head in our heads helped make that scene even more purposeful and like i love this scene where toby's just like um maybe may didn't die for nothing so that was an awesome mm-hmm. scene oh yeah having the three of them together yeah yeah i mean they had a lot they obviously had endless great scenes with all three of them together that was just the first and it kind of established everything. So, Oh yes. So going back to a little bit in the movie. So in general, I'm completely over having superheroes fighting each other. Like Mm -hmm. it was a fad in the early 2010s. Like we had flash versus arrow. Then we had Batman versus Superman. Then we had Captain America civil war. In general, I'm sick of it. Like, I won't lie. I'll be a little disappointed the first time we see Ezra Miller's Flash and Michael Keaton's Batman. The first time they meet, they fight. Mm. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. It has been it is a trope that has now been beaten into the ground, and I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. But in this film... The fight scene between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange was really good. And you could see both of their sides. Like, you could see Spider-Man being like, no, we have to help him. It's our responsibility. And Doctor Strange being more cold, being like, no, we have to put the universe first. Kind of like how he wouldn't tell Tony the one way to save the universe. And did a great job of incorporating the special effects, the kind of trippy special effects that we have from the first Doctor Strange movie which we didn't mm-hmm. really have in Infinity War, I don't think. I don't think we had that. So it's been a while since we saw the Inception kind of special effects of yeah. everything falling apart. I so. think that there was... I say it because I feel like I've seen that happen before and I haven't seen the first Doctor Strange where I feel like there was a scene kind of like that in another movie, but I can't remember. But it is something... I the yeah the like uh, tearing of reality kind of thing. It's really impressive. Honestly, scenes like that make me more impressed and happy with where we're at in terms of like computerized movie like art, like CGI, like stuff like that could never have been done that long ago. Like that's some really high rendering power. You know what was weird in the first Doctor Strange? This weird special oh, effect that for some reason, every time I see him, I'm like, wow, that is that's trippy. There's like a scene where he's looking at his hand and on his fingers, there's like another hand growing. And then on those hands is another oh. hand. It's just like, oh, wow. Hands and then all they the all down. form one hand and like grab him in a fist or whatever. It was, it was definitely, <laughs> yeah. it was a weird one. I'm like, wow. 
Yeah, wow. So, yes. So, all right. Do we want to move to the next thing that worked for you? Uh, sure. Um, I'm going to swing on over from that scene with the three of them to another favorite scene with the three of them. Um, well, oh, wait. Since you're talking about the three of them, I did have a point real quick about the way they were introduced, if we wanted to do that real quick. Yeah, I did kind of want to talk about that, but I didn't know exactly what to bring out, uh, bring up because, yeah, the I was waiting for the way they were going to be introduced. I didn't know how it was going to happen. And then, uh, yeah, it happened. So what did you want to bring up? about? Yeah, so seeing Andrew walk through the portal and reveal it's him by unmasking, that is a movie moment I'll remember the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they have him appear in the full costume and then remove the mask to have it be an even bigger reveal. Yeah. And it wasn't necessary to do that a second time. So it was nice how they gave Toby a different type of entrance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I like that there was two different kinds of entrances that uh, uh, the first one was like this big reveal moment that felt really special. And then uh, I did, I did, I did honestly like where uh, Toby walked through and it's just like, oh, it's just some guy. <laughs> yeah. I did like some... how if we were going to have one of them in the suit before the final battle, it was Andrew. Cause we did have another movie with Toby in the suit versus this was Andrew's third versus this Toby's fourth. So I yeah. liked how if one of them was going to be in the suit at the beginning, it was Andrew. I mean, it also felt like it made sense to me because like, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's hard to say, but uh, maybe Toby Maguire's Peter Parker isn't as actively Spider-Man. Like he's, uh, well, he still has the suit. The, yeah, uh, obviously, but I, yeah, I guess he just he just caught it a different time. Yes, um, I'm assuming there's different time zones. Well, were they both at night? This is why it would be nice to have the Blu-ray right now. What if I like think they were? I think I think Toby Maguire stepped out from like a dark area. Yeah. Well, I think like Andrew would probably be searching as Spider-Man versus Toby being more seasoned, kind of yeah. would try to think of it more scientifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, I think that's true. yeah. And his choice to just walk around as just a guy. Yes. And I really liked how by having Toby repeat what Andrew said earlier, it showed that while these are different iterations, these three are still the same character. Mm-hmm. So I really, um, what was it like? I don't really carry an idea with me kind of defeats the whole purpose. And Andrew's just like, oh, I just yeah, said yeah. that. Yeah. So I saw the movie three times. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because in these seven times, there was a bigger reaction for one or the other. Like the first time, there was more of a reaction for when Toby popped up. And the second, when I saw on Christmas, people applauded when when Andrew was. And then on New Year's, there was more of a reaction for Toby. Interesting. So, yeah, I loved, uh, to me, that's like a moment I'll, Like, movie moment, I'll always remember. Yeah, that's great. So, what was I going to say about it? Oh, I guess when, when because I'd already read the thing, so I knew Andrew was going to be the first to pop up. Right. But 
at first when he was far away, it looked like I thought he was in his first suit, but I'm glad he was in his second suit, which is my favorite Spider-Man suit. So mm-hmm. when he first came through, did you know that was him? Yes, or- I would say I, I wasn't sure who was going to be introduced first, but um, when the portal opened and we saw him at the end of the street, uh, I could tell from the suit and especially when he got closer and from the just the way he was standing, I, I could just tell that it, it wasn't Tobey Maguire. Um, but even so, I, I think, I think one thing that, uh, uh, that maybe I do regret is the fact that I didn't see it earlier and I saw it with less people. Uh, I was at the end of just so much tension waiting for this to happen. (laughs) I was like, almost like (laughs) it's happening. And I was just like, I wanted, I almost wanted to look around and go, anybody, are we going to shout or anything? Because he's like unmasked and it was just silence. If you had been the one to clap, people yeah. would be like, shut up, you! You're trying to watch a movie. <laughs> well, that was a month ago. Shut your mouth and sit there quiet. Yeah. Because I, I truly was like, it's finally happening. It's, it's really happening. Because uh, <laughs> I think as, yeah, as soon as... um. Ned said, "Like, uh, uh, give me—I forget—is give me Peter Parker. Show me Peter Parker. Oh yeah, show whatever. me Peter Parker. Um, I it clicked in my head. We're like, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was, yeah, untensing. Um, so I think for that reason, I think my reaction was bigger to Andrew Garfield actually because, um, yeah, and it was also bigger because he was in the costume. So oh yes." Like, I remember when, um, because when I went to see it, like, whenever there's a new superhero movie, I always try to see it with my dad. And then my mm-hmm. sister decided to be a jerk and invite herself because <laughs> she wanted to see um, my reaction. Because I was like, I, I think this movie's going to be yeah. terrible. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> and she was like, well, you, you know, Spider-Man is the one I always sit through. I'm like, you've never said that. In all the years I've known you, but whatever. <laughs> Pretend to have that lie or whatever. Yeah. But like I just remember um when the portal opens and we see him, I was like, <gasps> and she turned and she kind of was like trying to realize what it meant because I had read the leak ahead of time. Like, oh, this is it, this is happening. That's Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yes. So um, before, had you had any doubt that they weren't in it or I, I mean, I was very, I was a naysayer for quite a long time, but like ever since it came out, I was like basically a hundred percent sure. Like I really, I was fully looking for when's this going to happen? Cause I know it's going to happen. I would have been shocked if it didn't happen. Although I wouldn't necessarily have felt like I was in a Mandela effect topsy turvy world because I didn't like, I, I avoided spoilers pretty well, but like, I just kind of felt like after everything I've heard about this coming up and the discussions I've had in the podcast and, um, 
the fact that people were so gatekeeping about spoiler, like people were so like, like people would say, I saw I saw Spider-Man, I won't say anything. Like stuff <laughs> like that is just like, what else could you possibly be hiding? <laughs> so I basically was 100% sure. I remember in this, like this was a little bit, like after the fight scene where Dr. Doc Ock is in the prison that Dr. Strange has, and where mm-hmm. Dr. Strange turns to Doc Ock and says, do you know Peter Parker who's Spider-Man? And he goes, yes. And he goes, is that him? No. I remember thinking, this movie is good so far. But man, if they are not in it, this will be such a missed opportunity. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it, it would. It would be like, in years from now, it would be like, oh, remember that Spider-Man movie where uh, they totally could have had them in it and they <laughs> didn't for no reason, even though every single other character <laughs> from all of the movies was it? Like, it would have been the biggest missed opportunity. Oh, yes. So, uh, I guess, uh, do we want to go to your next thing then? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was what you were... Uh, I, I guess, you know, I brought up their introduction their introduction to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And I wanted to bring up, I mean, we talked a little about uh, the lab stuff. There's lots of great things there, but what I want to bring up right now is what I kind of call the calm before the storm moments with uh, the three of them, which felt like this very needed like breath before the big finale to it, which is when they are all, on the statue of on the Statue of Liberty. And there's just lots of great moments between them uh, during that. I mean, obviously lots of them are funny, but a lot of them are touching too, where they're just kind of talking and debriefing before, um, which feels like something you would maybe not normally see. They just kind of got to have uh, uh, these moments of connection, um, you know, what, what was there? Uh, oh, I loved Andrew how um, Andrew back. was like, um, yeah. this is so cool. I always wanted brothers or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and when they're, they're talking about like um, uh, how uh, uh, Toby's uh, web comes straight from his body. Yes. <laughs> and they're like really perplexed and asking a lot of questions <laughs> about that. how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then um, this oh this just reminded me of another thing where um, this is kind of like how like Toby stopping Tom from killing Goblin was like just his facial reaction was so perfect. The mm-hmm. scene where Ned tells Tom that I'll I promise I'll never turn us I'll never become a supervillain and turn on you, mm-hmm. which in the comics he does, but <laughs> he becomes the <laughs> Hobgoblin. But and then like um. Andrew just pats him on the back and gives him a nod, like, there you go, good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, on that, uh, I was talking uh, more about the uh, the Statue of Liberty scenes, but yeah, yes. the lab, the, I mean, the, the lab scenes too. Um, uh, it, uh, all of the, like little connections they're having with each other are really great during that um, when they're slowly learning about each other in uh, in including yeah I mean you just mentioned it uh, 
Ned learning about uh, Toby, Toby's Spider-Man's experience with his best friend. Where those and idiots like, in the theater laughed. <laughs> I yeah, still don't get um, that. Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I do kind of recall that there is like, a moment where Ned is just like wide-eyed, like, oh God, I hope that <laughs> like it's sort of like implied where he's like, Oh God, I hope that doesn't happen <laughs> to yeah. me. Does that mean this is gonna happen? So <laughs> there's like there's there's humor in that reaction, I guess. But I can't remember if that's the exact same scene or not, but whatever. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I do wonder. Um, there's like a scene like when Toby is telling. Uh, Ned about that kind of you see Andrew watching and like oh yeah the like that happened to his Harry too oh yeah um the the a lot of parts during those scenes were a lot of parts where I was like this is really happening all the Spider Men <laughs> are hanging out like they're uh, they're with they're in this universe they're just hanging out doing experiments with. And you could have planned yeah, ahead of time, but they all had such great chemistry together. Yeah. Pun intended. Oh, um, yes. Chemistry specifically. But, you know. Oh, also, um, you didn't mention it, but uh, did you understand the reference to Toby needing to have his back cracked? Uh, I... I recognize it as something I should recognize, but I couldn't make the connection. All right. So before they started shooting Spider-Man 2, Toby really injured his back. And it was oh. so bad, they almost had to recast him for Spider-Man oh. 2 with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. So, uh, how, and it was like that he... close, too. Wow. So, yeah. I guess I didn't. Know that so they were referencing the fact that actually Toby Maguire severely injured his back. Yeah, and they did in Spider Verse too, where um Peter's giving oh. his whole history. He's like, yeah, I hurt my back or whatever. Yeah, how did Toby Maguire hurt his back? Um, I don't know. If let me see if I can look it up real quick. I don't it know if it was awful. for a Spider Man film or. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh, okay. Says after filming Seabiscuit in late 2002, a pre existing back condition that McGuire suffered from was bothering him, and Sony was faced with the possibility of recasting their lead. Negotiations arose to replace McGuire with Jake Gyllenhaal, though McGuire recovered and was able to reprise his role. Good stuff. We don't want Mysterio. We don't want Mysterio no. in that spot. No. It would have sucked to lose Spider Man because of that stupid horse movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another another horse movie ruining my life. <laughs> yes. Like spirit. <laughs> like spirit. Exactly. Exactly right. Sometimes you're like, God, <laughs> I watch the Kentucky Derby. Like, actually, God, I wish they would all be euthanized. <laughs> I, I want to try. I, I actually I'm going to try something with you because uh, this happens and it keeps reminding me. Uh, so uh, I have two favorite video games of all time. Uh, one of them. I was playing it yesterday is Banjo-Kazooie. 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 It's one of my favorite games of all time. 
Do you know what that is without looking anything up? Do you know what the character is? Do you a banjo? No, a kazoo. Okay, so you don't some kind okay. of mutant thing. Uh, do you know what like console it would be for? I do not. Okay, okay. So you're just on the page of not knowing at all. Yeah. Throughout my life, this is very similar to the Spirit Away Spirit fiasco. Every time I mention banjo kazooie, people are like, people think I'm talking about Crash Bandicoot. Oh, which is <laughs> which is the um. Now that you like, say, it, I could kind of like understand people thinking. That. I don't. It's it's weird. Like I get it. Banjo, kazooie, like it. It's in there. But they're. I I just I normally I wouldn't have it like I would never have an opinion about the movie Spirit if it wasn't for this mistake <laughs> that keeps happening. Why would I? Um, hers pretty good. The same reason I didn't Crash Bandicoot is like uh, a PlayStation exclusive, like back from like PlayStation One. Although, well, I became their mascot for one, but um. Real quick, two things. One, do you remember this only happened once in elementary school, so you probably don't remember. Yeah. Do you remember that one time we had a half day in the afternoon? Uh, in middle school? I mean, in elementary school. Ele- elementary school. Half day? But in the afternoon, because normally we'd leave before lunch. Oh. This time, we oh, came after yeah. lunch. Okay. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. The only memory I have of that was playing a PS2 Crash Bandicoot game before going and being like, you do know Crash Bandicoot. This isn't really fun having to go later. (laughs) You're just dreading it. Yeah. Having stuff later in the day, you just dread it. Yeah. But anyway, the the other thing real quick. Yeah. Wasn't there like a big purchase or something to where Crash Bandicoot was going to be owned by Xbox now? It could be. I, I don't really know. Honestly, to me, Crash Bandicoot, to me, is... If you grew up liking Crash Bandicoot, you you lived a sad life. You have the knockoff Mario. Like, it's not even... It's not even... It doesn't even get to be Sonic. It's truly the saddest attempt at trying to make something that sticks mascot wise. Speaking of old comics, like, like this baby right here. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should mention something I've been thinking of doing, but, um, one of my memories of like early 2000 comics is all these ads for crash bandicoot where it's a dude in a mascot costume and there's a hole in the face. I remember that. (laughs) <laughs> but but the, this is this is the thing. Basically, the crux of what I'm saying is I wouldn't normally have this strong opinion about Crash Bandicoot. But like people keep thinking I'm a Crash Bandicoot fan. And I'm like, <laughs> they, I'm not a fan of that sad they, knockoff. They Mario. keep giving you T-shirts and hats and plush Crash Bandicoots. Yeah. It's Banjo-Kazooie and it's the best 3D platformer ever made. So it's not a music game thing or whatever. It's a it's a platformer with the the main characters are a bear wearing a backpack with a bird in it. The bear's name is Banjo. The bird's name is Kazooie. Okay. You go around the world trying <laughs> to save your sister from an evil witch, and you collect music notes, which is where the music comes in. It's a heavily music-themed game, but ultimately you're just trying to collect things to 
gain power and save your sister from the evil witch. But it's the it's like one of the most flawless platformers ever made. And it was slightly under the radar, uh, although still not really. It's a, it was a very popular game, but it just missed some people for some reason. I just... I have better taste than that. I have better taste than for you to accuse me of liking Crash Bandicoot when I like Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, yes. Just yes. speak. Speaking of that, it did remind me of something, something I've been thinking about for a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to, but it's just something mm-hmm. I've been, you know, thinking yeah. about. Because, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie is going to turn 20 in May. Yes. And I do have a bunch of Marvel comics from that time. Mm-hmm. Part of me is almost thinking, like, I mean, we do have a Twitter that we never use, the ALTD Twitter that we never use. Right. Yeah. If we ever did have an Instagram, or maybe I'd make a separate Instagram. Yeah. Of just every, because I'm sure I have one for like most, uh, almost every month of 2002, a Spider Man one. Yeah. Just like posting on Instagram, like all the ads that like promoted oh. the movie, like Spider Man really toothpaste, yeah. Spider Man whatever. Yeah. There's and then like tagging them all and like, just to see if anyone else in the world will get a kick out of it. I think that I think you, it would. That'd be a great a great idea. So yeah, I mean, have- I have a I have a, a, a another um, uh, Instagram account where I just post my vinyl collection, and I recently realized I know, that's that, one of the things that made me start to think about it. Where yeah, I was like, because I realized it's more popular. Like, I have more <laughs> followers on that than my uh, than my regular Instagram account. Uh, by the way, at Ty's Vise, T-Y-S-V-Y-S. Oh, yes. But, um, I think if you have a thing and you just stick to it, it just gets more traction. Yes. Like, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I, I know I have a bunch, even if it was like DC, like mm-hmm. some ones from 2002 yeah, to like promote, really like cool. here was the cover and here are all the ads. Like, yeah. what was this, Cheese Nips? Who knows what Cheese Nips is anymore? Yeah. Now, I'm thinking. Did you have to use a new email for that, or no? I think you can create. I think you can create more accounts from the same thing. Like, uh, I mean, if you just use the app, it's actually pretty easy to have multiple accounts because you can just go to the top and click on your name and just switch what account you're on, just like that. So it's really not that frustrating. Which is, for so long, I was so hesitant to make a different account for like my graphic design stuff. And I, I hated the idea of doing it, but then it just <laughs> turned out to be really easy. So I just did it. But uh, so it's like, I have to juggle all these accounts, but it's really <laughs> not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll think of it. Cause we are in January right now. So I could just go through and look like what one did I have? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have one from February, 2002 and just sharing. All right, here's where all the ads were. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting idea. That's like feels like it hasn't been done quite. All right. So now that we've pitched a few different ideas, <laughs> should we get back to the Spider to our Spider-Man special? Yeah. Like, commercial is... breaks all the time. Yeah, but... we have we have commercials for a podcast that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Commercials for an Instagram account that doesn't exist yet. It's great. Yes. So since you brought that, I guess I'll bring up 
three uh, points real quick. We're almost done to what worked. And then we only have a little bit of what didn't work. I think I only have like okay. three things. Okay. But one of my favorite scenes, the scene at the lab with Toby and Andrew was great. The scene where um, Andrew's talking about how he kind of gave up being Peter Parker and how it doesn't work out for for people like him. And Toby's like, you know what? Give it a chance. You know, me and MJ made it work out. Work out. Mm-hmm. And it felt like that was a scene that really started to put Andrew on the path to wrap up his story. And, you know, once again, I loved how Toby was the mentor one. He was... Even though Andrew was my favorite, Toby's kind of like in the spot that like where my most of my favorite Spider-Man stories are, where he's older, he knows more about what he's doing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Toby and Andrew talking in the Statue of Liberty, where uh, Andrew's like, um, I'm off by an alien. I'm so lame. And then Toby's like, can we just stop with the all your lame fault? That's just the inner voice talking. And then Andrew's like, yeah, I know. Thanks. I, I really needed to hear that. That was like exactly what a Peter Parker, a conversation with Peter Parker talking yeah. to a Peter Parker who's 10 years older would sound like. It just yeah, was totally. like, yes, that's that, exactly. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. some people would like to... Uh, I'm sure there's some people complaining, like, um, whoa, Spider-Man wouldn't say that. But, yeah, Peter Parker would say that. Peter Parker is not a fan of Peter Parker. Right. <laughs> and, um, oh, the fight at the Statue of Liberty is easily up there as one of the MCU's best fight scenes. Maybe it is the best fight scene. Maybe it actually beat the airport scene. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of lean, I, I don't know. It's, you know, we got two great fight scenes. And <clears throat> another movie moment I'll always remember. Besides the, um, you're with the Avengers? That's great. What is that? <laughs> it was <laughs> where, oh, did you hear that? You know the scene where Andrew's like, I love you guys? Yeah. He improv that. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> this the a moment I'll always remember is seeing the backs of the three Spider-Men fully in costume running and jumping and web swinging. You hear them all go woohoo or stuff like that. It was like, yeah. Oh, that, that is something I'll always remember. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess it, it really hit even more like, um, seeing them fully in the, well, actually I guess seeing Toby full in the suit being like, wow, he's really back. Yeah, Toby, he's back. Yeah, fully. So, um, I guess, what did you think of seeing the three Spider-Men in battle together? Uh, I mean, like you said, it made for one of the best like battle sequences in the history of the MCU. It was, yeah, really just s- super awesome to see all of them kind of working off of each other. And it is uh, like in, in kind of helping each other out. And like one of the best moments of which is um, uh, um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man saving MJ. Um, like uh, that's in that part. That's part of that sequence. So it's um, 
really, really awesome and well done. Uh, I mean, it's my favorite superhero, so I get to see three of them team up. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. I loved how they work all each other. They're all the same character, but they feel distinct and they do things just slightly differently and they have different emotional cores that all get solved like kind of in that same like climactic battle uh it really made it kind of made the whole movie now that i'm thinking about it. like it just <laughs> kind of was the perfect way to end it it's just kind of tied up all the knots to me um because yeah after that i mean after that the movie just kind of ends with that final scene so it's like uh there you go all right. Now, I guess we'll go to your thing, but just a heads up. Next one is what I've given you the whole episode to think about, which is they did something in here that I always regretted never getting in Toby's movies. Right. So I guess as we go to your next thing, just we'll find out what that was. If you have any guesses. Well, I don't have a whole lot of other notes on what worked because I obviously hated the movie so much. There wasn't that much to say. No, um, but... uh, And God, uh, you said it's your favorite MCU movie, so that's got me the whole rest. You know, here's the thing. It it isn't DC, and that's what I want to talk about, is that it isn't DC. The more important, it's it's not Snyder. Yeah, it's, it's there's true. only three superhero movies that matter. Yes. It is the brilliant of Zack Snyder, a.k.a. comic book Jesus. Yes, exactly. And uh, just so you know, just before all the Snyder people come, I really enjoy Batman versus Superman, Justice League. They're awesome. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, I like this movie better, though. So just to kind yes. of make them mad again. <laughs> um i mean i do uh, too but <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah obviously lots of positive to say and i could keep going on and on i could dissect every frame of this and i would have mostly good things to say so i'll how try and think uh uh we can get into the what didn't work which there won't be much of well i guess um, do we want to that. save that for after um you have your thing I, yeah after i get through the last of what worked for me yeah for sure all right. Tease earlier. What is, do you, I don't know if you have a guess. I think I've hinted a little bit, but what is the one thing from the Toy Maguire movies we never got that we finally got in here? Is it something with Toby Maguire? Yes. Like something that, okay. So in the final battle. Oh man, uh, is it fighting a certain villain that he didn't get to fight, or is it? Um, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm missing. All right, shall I say what okay. it was? I guess you just should. I we wish finally I finally saw Toby Spider Man fight the lizard. Oh, I was on the right track. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I can go to my grave happy knowing after how long has it been 15 years of having that series end being like, we finally saw Toby fight the lizard. Yeah. Cause he was in Spider-Man two and three and he's referenced in the first movie, but we finally saw it. Yeah. 
And then we also got a cool reunion between Andrew and the lizard. That was cool. Yeah. I actually kind of forgot that. And then like when he, uh, in Spider-Man two says like Dr. Connors, I was like, Oh, holy crap. <laughs> uh, like I, like, I did forgot. they George Lucas this or something in <laughs> later? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he fights him. Yes. All right. Now, when the first reviews started coming out for the movie, which I couldn't believe how good they were. Gosh, piece of. Oh, my. Something, something hanging on my wall just <laughs> almost fell and killed me. Oh, uh, well, luckily, we almost had it on camera. So think of how many views I could have gotten. Think of how many times I almost died today. Yes. Okay. Got to get that spider sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I fixed it. Yes. Um. When so uh, there were good reviews. <laughs> yeah, and one thing that people kept talking about was the movie being the most emotional of mm-hmm. the Tom Holland era. Yeah. Now, some people it was the death of Aunt May. Some people it was other things, but there was one scene in particular that I guess hit me in the feels, got mm-hmm. me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I don't think is talked about enough. But it was like, if there was one moment that I guess almost could have made me shed a tear. Yeah. At least got a lump in the throat. Mm-hmm. It was at the scene after the battle where we see Toby reunite with Doc Ock. And Doc oh, yeah. Ock says to him, like, Peter, you're all grown up. How are you? And we see, and during that time, we have the Danny Elfman theme from the other movies playing. And then Toby, and he does it so differently than the other two, but it was so perfect. He just gives this little pause and says, trying to do better. And I was like, oh. Like, if that had been the only scene we had of Toby, that would have been enough right there. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't. That's that's the that's what she said moment. That's when when Michael (laughs) comes back and the one thing he says is that's what she said. If it had been that, it would have been great, but we got way more than that. Yes. Oh, it was it really got me, especially how they were playing the music and everything. And yeah, yeah, other people commented on it. It's like, you know, for us people who were watching those movies when they first came up, Doc Ox talking to us, too. Like, you're all grown up now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was great. It was also nice that when Andrew was talking to Electro and he gave clearly a little reference to Miles Morales of like, mm-hmm. um. I thought I just thought you would be you'd be black, and Andrew's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I, I love the way he said that. I'm sorry, <laughs> and yeah. um, and then, you know he's like, um, "All right, there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there somewhere." <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then during that time, they were playing the theme from Andrew's first movie. Yeah, which was great to have. So, I guess, what did you think? of um that to me was the most emotional moment the one that got me the most was peter and doc ock reuniting the old theme playing so yeah i guess what'd you think of this of the theme of i guess the scene and then later about bringing back those themes um did you have an emotional reaction to that scene i mean i i did but it wasn't like i i kind of want to rewatch it again and kind of like really pay attention to it because like it really was a a beautiful scene 
I think now that like Spider-Man two is more freshly in my memory, like that, it really connects, uh, with that scene. Um, like I, uh, uh, I get the emotional weight of Otto and all that, that conversation a, a bit more. And so I kind of want to rewatch it with that context, but um, uh, yeah, it is a very strong emotional scene to be sure. Yeah. Like I don't really know if I have a favorite scene for Andrew, but that was my favorite scene with Toby. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, let's talk about our farewell to Toby and Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I loved how they made a choice. I didn't think they would, which was they just dropped them back to their universes. Mm-hmm. And we leave with the adventures continuing. Like, they didn't just kill them off. They didn't have them lose their powers and quit. They just yeah, were I mean, perfect. We, we, the audience, are leaving them, but we know Spider-Man is going to keep saving the city. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like a similar send-off to uh, Peter B. Parker or whatever. Yeah. It's like like they're going off into their own life, having learned a lesson, and, like, they're going to continue on. I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, which I always think is, like, the best type of ending. Like, like I said, like, you don't go through, like, this 10-year thing where you just die or you're like, all right, I'm going to go and leave everyone I know and everything's going to be happy forever. Yippee. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, life continues. And I think that leaving them, having Toby and Andrew, where we know the adventures continue, um, was the most satisfying ending. And for the first time in like 15 years for Toby, for what was it? Seven years with Andrew. I was like, I think I'm okay saying goodbye now. Like, I feel like I've had my closure. I feel like they've had a wonderful send off and I feel like yeah. it's okay now. Like we can say I'd love more, yeah. but I'm okay saying goodbye now. Like, especially yeah. now, obviously it's a little, it'll be a little bit different if the fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie is crap. Then it's like, well, can't, we just had them. Can't we bring them back? But then it's like, just in terms of like, it just stopped the other two, which I was fine with because that's how most of the cartoons, they just get canceled. It's not like DC yeah. where it's like proper for now, but it's like, you know what? I'm okay saying goodbye now. If this is it, it was the perfect exit. So what'd you think? of um toby and andrew's farewell giving the little peace sign to each other yeah but uh, uh what did you think and is this more like um I, I guess had you been feeling a little bit like wishing over the years for closure with the two and yeah, now having I, it or i feel like there is this you know a little bit of a, a a loose end not tied a little bit of closure not had that um over the years maybe you don't maybe you don't think that much about how something feels incomplete, but like, you know, reboot after reboot, um, nothing, it, you know, you expect Spider-Man four, you expect amazing Spider-Man three. Uh, 
And it really just feels like after all of these years, there's this piece of media, this something that just kind of brings it all together and closes it all at once, Um, which is where I was saying, like, I know that this won't necessarily be the case, but even if it was also the end of Tom Holland as Spider-Man, it really feels like closure for everyone. Um, I mean, probably Tom Holland, Spider-Man the the least, but still like there's like this, uh, I mean, I almost consider it like now it's a new character because they they pretty much rebooted him. Yeah. He's has an absolute fresh start. I mean, uh, but yeah, it feels like maybe you know if people were fatigued with reboots like here's a closure uh now maybe it'll be okay to reboot again knowing what it feels like to have closure <laughs> oh yes and you know what the thing is like this felt like a perfect ending that you couldn't have done like we would never have gotten a scene like between Toby and Doc Ock in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man four or something like that. Yeah. We wouldn't have had like one last kind of (laughs) final fight with like Norman Osborn or whatever. Yeah. It feels like everything. uh, It feels like for many years, it felt like we were missing something, but now it feels like that it was probably better this way anyway which yes. is kind of the lesson of the movie in general oh yes so kind of nice all right so for characters i didn't like in previous films uh they did a great job with having peter say goodbye to mj and ned like the reaction to him struggling like hey you're not gonna remember me and I thought it was Zendaya's best moment in the movie where she's like, I'm going to, I figured out you were Spider-Man once, which I don't know how she did the first time, but whatever. It was just kind of sprung out there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> she found him out. She found out he's Spider-Man. She'll do it again. And then like you had that score and, you know, we had the yeah. little bit of goodbye with uh, Ned. So, mm-hmm. you know, for characters I didn't like for two movies, even I was like, Dang, that's something. Yeah. It's I mean, I'd always rooted for something. Ned to die. <laughs> and I guess the death of their friendship is good enough. <laughs> yeah. At least he completely forgot who his friend was. Yes. I mean, it's better this way because it's like it never happened. <laughs> yeah. You can be, in a strange way, being Ned means you never have to experience homecoming having forgotten who peter parker was so in this yes. weird way being becoming what you hate protects you from what you hate oh yes so i don't know we I mean, we talked about it a little let's just wrap it up with the final scene so i don't know about you i think the showing him making his own suit which he really didn't need to do because his other suit was fine i think mm-hmm. showing that and by the way you see the logo, it's very similar to Toby and Andrews, like the design of the spider. Oh, yeah. You might have picked something up from them. 
Oh, yes. So it was, I think clearly it was Marvel showing like, hey, I mean, look, you don't do a movie like this when you have the healthiest franchise. Like, (laughs) clearly the solo Spider-Man movies have not gone over the way everyone hoped. MCU has been struggling a little bit after Endgame. Like, they had Shang-Chi, which people liked, but people disappointed with Black Widow. Eternals didn't go the way they were hoping. So, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, a lot of people are kind of like, what? Finally, a lot of people came to what I was saying, which is that the MCU is kind of done now. But, I mean, showing him making his own suit was clearly like, a, all right, look, we screwed up. Here we go. And then, like, you watch the final web swing which is always great to see. It's always nice to end with something that cool. Yeah. It was kind of like, all right, the deck is cleared. We have a fresh start. So what, I guess, A, do you think it was intentional what Marvel showed him making his own suit? Like, hey, we know we screwed up. And I guess, two, do you feel like it's now kind of a clean slate and it's almost been rebooted? Yeah, I I mean, I definitely feel it's been super clean slated, which is refreshing. Um, I didn't necessarily think through it enough to like interpret it that way, that it was like sort of a nod to like, hey, we're going to fix this. Like, I just I don't feel privy to that. But the thing that made me just appreciate that so much, the seeing he's sewing his own suit is really what I was talking about in the era of liking homecoming in anticipation of what hopefully the trilogy could become is that I was like, I want him to learn that like he can be more down to earth and care about just his neighborhood and like some smaller things and protecting the everyman and something about like crafting your own suit feels like you got there, man took another movie longer than I thought it would, but like you're really starting from a blank slate and you are a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and uh, yeah. And not Iron Man Jr. Of course. Oh, you just got a a modest little suit. You're good. Which is the best looking one he's had. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of, yeah, it's great looking, but uh, there's a lot of, like i like uh i like spider-man being a broke loser who just has to kind of scrape by he has to make his own suit he has to be crafty um like i mean toby mcguire like drew a bunch of mock-ups on craft paper yes and then he uh attempted to make it crappily and then like i don't know how he it's kind of glossed over how he ended up making it look that detailed, but uh, like it obviously probably took a it lot was of like crap. Andrew, where he watched a video on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of craftsmanship because he doesn't have access to billions of dollars and stuff. He has to just do it all by hand. Yeah. Yes. So there we go with what worked. Um, I guess we'll go into what didn't work now, but real quick, I just got to say something because yeah. I don't know if it's fair to say this or whatever, but a lot of you have been talking about like, see, that was the plan the whole time. You just didn't know it was an origin story for Spider-Man. I'm like, 
No, 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 no. This was not character development. It's not character development for Spider-Man from Homecoming to No Way Home when he already was the character in Civil War and Infinity War. It was just they botched those two movies and they retconned. Like there's, if you rewatch Far From Home, there is no setup for No Way Home. And even the writer said like, they went through a bunch of different ideas that never happened until Kevin Feige told them, well, let's just do Sinister Six and Multiverse. Yeah. Like, there was no setup. So, there's, yeah, it's I not an arc. It's just, yeah, I definitely they got it that, right. <clears throat> that is my, it, it feels weird that um, Homecoming felt like it was setting up something to me. It totally didn't. Far From Home failed to do anything that a second movie would do to set up and like it set up the third one in kind of a retroactive way where it's like uh i mean it's just that mysterio revealed who peter parker was that's really the only connection um uh forgot where i was going with this uh (laughs) what were we talking about about like how some people feel like this mo- this trilogy was a whole origin story. It was him developing yeah. into that character. Yeah, I mean, they could make that retroactive choice to do that and start doing that from now. And I would uh, think that like that's a good decision. But I yeah, I don't believe that that was the intent all along. Yes. All right, so now shall we get to what didn't work? I only sure. have I only have Where four. Do I don't know how many yeah. you have. I uh, really had to come up with some crap, like some just <laughs> bull crap for this. I really, honestly, don't have any significant grievances with it. Like minor, minor, minor complaints I might have had turned into good things, as mentioned. I think I just have a pet peeve to bring up, but uh, <laughs> I'll let you go first since you have four. All right. So I mentioned it earlier. The first five to 10 minutes were slow and not very good. The ant main happy stuff was awful. And it was like the one time it felt like the previous two films. And then like, like Aunt May is like, Oh, it was just a fling or whatever. And she, like Marissa Tomei is playing it very differently than she does the rest of the movie. You know, and then like they go check and there's, you know, Peter with MJ in his room. And then she's like, she kind of just has no reaction. She's like, oh, are you MJ? Whatever. And then she's like, oh, let's talk about safe sex. And then the whole time, like Peter's trying to close the windows or whatever. Yeah. And no one's kind of paying attention. It was just, I'm sorry. It was crap that that <laughs> the opening was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, uh, the way they're playing. She's a very, very open-minded mother-like figure, and I can I find that kind of amusing. But she had like uh, no reaction. It was so cartoonish and yeah, so unrealistic for a movie that, for the most part, did a good job with its emotion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, like I have, I have no major complaints about the beginning of the movie, except that it's the least interesting part. All right, 
I'll guess I'll bring up this one other thing before we get to your thing. Okay. The one character who was never sadly redeemed got better, but not redeemed. This movie shows they really just dropped the ball completely. It's Flash Thompson. They completely completely butchered Flash and the MCU, which again, why they had to start over with Brad and Far From Home. Here's the thing. We We don't know about his relationship with Peter. Is he Peter's antagonist or is he his friend? Neither. He's just an annoying character. And not to be like, oh, this should be like the comics or whatever, but it's just like, really? It's like you graduated and you're still just like, by the time they get to college, it's time to kind of put their differences aside and start, you know, being buddies. Like there's a great, like um, in the Amazing Spider-Man, right? By the end of the movie, we see kind of Flash is kind of becoming a buddy to Peter. Even so much, there's a deleted scene in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which, which is like um, this scene where um, like Flash gives Peter a hug and be like, "Hey, man, we graduated, we did it!" and um, and he's like so excited to like go to college and stuff like that. It's just like he's just some annoying. He's just an annoyance in this movie. And I, I just thought they can. Comp- I hope this is the end of Flash Thompson. Like, we didn't need him in Toby's movies after the first one. Please don't bring him back. You have, you clearly, Watts ran that character into the ground. They have no plan. Just kind of like I don't think we'll see Ned or MJ again. Don't bring back Flash unless you bring in another character who just happens to be named Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm assuming you'll bring in another character who just happens to be named Mary Jane Watson. So what are your thoughts on Flash in the movie? Yeah, I see. Honestly, I could have gone either way with uh, how you would have reacted to this because I do feel like he was he was definitely being overtly bad to Peter by pretending to be his friend, um, which I think is um, like, it's amusingly uh, shady and like, it does seem like a bully thing to do where you are um, mean to someone and then like kind of two facedly uh, pretend that you were friends all along when, uh, it's beneficial to you. So um, in that way, I think it moved the plot forward like in a very, and like, it, I think that was good for the movie. You know, I could, like, I, I could say, I could accept that if they were juniors or if they were sophomores. But it's like, come on, dude, you're a senior now. Come on. Like, I think people. Uh, it just felt I think, like I think that kind of pettiness never goes away. But um, but like we yeah. know eventually, like Flash and Peter are kind of friends. Like Peter, mm-hmm. um, grieves over the death of Flash Thompson recently in the comics. Like that was one of his friends, and yeah. I think like um, Flash in like 2003, they did a storyline where he got cancer. And that's when he when he Flash became Venom, which kind of saved his life. Oh, and you see, like Peter, like, hey man, like, I know we had our differences, but you know, we're pals now, or whatever. And 
Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like. Yeah, I think this was a critique you, you had from Far From Home that I just also didn't connect to, where it's just like, I just don't have that strong of an opinion on what Flash Thompson should be in the series. Like, I I just, this character, whatever that is, is fine to me. He's just kind of this jerk kid who isn't nice to Peter Parker. I, I, and, like, I understand that that's different from other iterations of Flash Thompson, but, like, it just doesn't, like stick out to me in this that it's some kind of like insult or that it should be different i i I don't know i just Uh, found him overall just annoying like mm -hmm. i didn't really think he served much of a purpose Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he's like if he was going to be a a jerk there's better ways than just hey mit or whatever it was it's like Wait, who? What age is this movie for? I didn't think we were all ten years old, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, one of the least, one of the least memorable characters for sure. It's like not important, but um, yes, yeah. So, did we? I guess we'll get into. You said you only had one thing, right? Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, um. You're like, this where is was only... Toby the first hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be uh, a total uh, fan service for me specifically. Uh, no, that is fine. By the I way, like... we, I, I think we got to mention, they were in it way more than I thought they would. Like, oh, yeah. I expected Avengers, I expected them to have the same amount of screen time as Tom Holland did in Endgame. I was yeah. not expecting them to be supporting characters who had full arcs in the movie yeah they're fully in the movie <laughs> um uh there's some of them the main cast like if i watch the crazy. toby trilogy there's enough in there where i'm like i'll watch this as spider-man 4 yeah yeah exactly i really do think it, it pans out that way um oh yeah what didn't what didn't work um this is just the only uh, I'm just, I'm mostly bringing this up as a joke to clarify because I don't really have that much negative okay. to say about the movie. The only thing that made me roll my eyes is how, like, uh, it's like super, the, I think one of, in a way, superheroes and stuff kind of started out as this like pro American propaganda thing. And there was a scene in this where he's talking to uh, Jay Jonas Jameson and he's just like, I'm at the place that symbolizes all about second chances. <laughs> and it's just like, just say you're at the Statue of Liberty, man. You don't have to do but this like weird. <laughs> he's <bandering>. a showman. <laughs> I, it didn't, <laughs> it isn't even honestly a problem for me. I just was just, <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny how uh, like, I imagine them in the writer's room and they're like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. am proud of this. Yes, American. How many people? Well, I guess there's a lot of people who come to America, but <laughs> how many people are like to go to the Statue of Liberty and like, all right, this is my second chance. I would yeah. I would have thought a new beginning would have made more sense, but uh e- yeah could have had a scene where i was i was almost like why does this teenager 
need to make this uh, statement about the benefits of uh, getting a second chance in America. Does that have any? Well, he to did because he gave them a second chance. Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. Uh, he gives all the villains. So the second chances are a theme for yes. sure. Um, like this franchise. Gave it a second <laughs> yeah, we gave it a second chance. You know, and in that way it works <laughs> out because that is the lesson. It the statement definitely applies to the movie. It just bugged me for a petty reason. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're wishing there was a moment where J. Jonah Jameson says, Well, why didn't you just set map quest it for them? And Tom says, what's MapQuest? And then you cut to Toby and Tom just putting their heads in their hands like, oh, my God, this kid's so young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he says, why don't you ask Jeeves it? And then he's <laughs> like, Jeeves? I don't know what that is. I'm too young. <laughs> exactly. All uh, right. All right, so I'll get into my two final things. Now, look, overall, love the movie, right? But let's be honest. Sandman's turn really didn't make much sense because he was telling Electro, hey, God, trust oh, the right. kid. God, trust the kid. And then he just magically turns. I uh, guess it was because he didn't my, trust the experiment Peter was working on. But my kind of feeling was that it wasn't like an evil turn so much as it was a neutral turn that he just wanted to get back. In he was like, this is possible. my chance to escape. That's kind of how it felt. And there's something he said towards the end. I, I can't remember what it is, but it, it just it did give me this feeling like Sandman wasn't like just it, it was a neutral thing where he was just taking. The but then side. why is he fight Spider-Man at the end? If he was know. neutral about it, I guess I just mean like he was just kind of uh, shifting like sand. To whatever side he felt was gonna get him what he needed, which was just his own personal goal, which was just to get back. Um, if, as terms of like the, I guess, like that—that that to me is a good enough reason why he would then fight Spider-Man like to the death at the end. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But by I the never way, got the sense that he went fully evil again. By the way. We're talking about how, like, saving their lives. This, look, this doesn't matter because the movie was good. If it had sucked, it would have bothered me. But we're talking about saving these five villains from, you know, their fates of dying. Only mm -hmm. two of them die in the movies. That's Doc Ock and Goblin. Like, Lizard, yeah. Sandman, and Electro all survive. Yeah, I mean, I think they're... they're uh... I guess it's giving them more of a second chance without this thing that is like burdening them kind of yeah. like. Uh, Although let's be honest. We know that when they went back to their universe, now that they're alive, fate happened and they got those powers again. And we know right now, right? We can say right now, Toby is fighting the goblin and Andrew is fighting Electro because that's how the universe works for Peter. Yeah. All um, right. I guess so. Now let's talk about my final thing that didn't work. Mm -hmm. I talked about how everything served narrative purpose, right? There was one thing clearly thrown in there that served no purpose. That was Venom. So the post credit scene was corny and unfunny. And once again, it's Marvel going back to the well and talking about the snap. 
By the way, Venom's entrance and exit from the MCU didn't match what the movie said because this Eddie Brock has never met Peter Parker. So, yeah. So, in general, I would just say there was talk about having the post credit scene showing Andrew and Toby back in their universes. And I'm like, this Venom one sucked. It was, it it sucks. So did you stick around for the Venom post-grad scene or? I did. Uh, I'll say, um, I, yeah, I do kind of think that was a bad scene. I, sometimes with like post-credit things like that, it almost like, it almost feels inconsequential to my critique of the movie almost, but I, I mean, think, it really is in the movie. The movie ended with Spider-Man web yeah. swing, but... But yeah, it was like... It was kind of bad. I think the only thing... I was like not... I was straight-faced, not laughing, not finding it amusing yes. at all. And then at the very... I think it is... To me, it felt like a waste of time, except for the fact that I do think it's cool that the Venom goop... Like, the, the reveal that, like, you know, the Venom goop is out there still. It's like a good cliffhanger, but it was a long walk to get there. <laughs> but I don't know if that, like, Sony's in charge of Venom fully, 100%. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to want to have S- Spider-Man have the Venom goop or whatever when we- they already have a Venom franchise going on. I mean, you're right. It doesn't feel like it's really going to g- evolve into anything. And... uh uh, in a in a way, it's like it's bad all around because I know it's n- not going to become anything for that very reason. But uh, if this was like the last Spider-Man movie before a complete reboot, I would like fast forward past it. Well, I'm going to do that anyway. But I guess <laughs> I I guess it's sort of like. It feels like something where you're ending it on the cl- on a cliffhanger for drama just for the sake of it. It's almost like how uh, the movie Inception ends, uh, <laughs> which is like there's a cliffhanger for the sake of having a cliffhanger, but that adds to it. So I think that sort of like there might be a consequence to this is kind of an interesting period on the movie. Oh, but, yes. uh, the overall scene was bad. Yeah. By the way, this made me go and watch Venom Let There Be Carnage. I got to say, I did not like it. Mm. And I yeah, got to say, have... I hate this Venom-Eddie relationship of them talking to each other. Like, I'm so sick of Venom always saying, pussy, or whatever. Like, I get so, like, look, I've read a lot of Spider-Man comics. I've seen a lot of the cartoons. I've never seen Venom and Eddie have a conversation. And hmm. why they decided to double down on that in this current movie franchise, I don't know, but I don't like it. Like it just is so, and it's not funny. Venom is not funny. That's whatever. I, I, I fully have not liked the idea of this Venom franchise from the beginning and have not seen it and don't intend to, but (laughs) I mean, if you want to try it, sure. But like, I just I don't think it's working. Like the first one was all right, but I didn't like this new one, which ironically had better reviews. Oh, all right. Now, shall we talk about what's coming up next? 
sure what's coming up now normally you know we wouldn't do this for the mcu because you know mcu was dead to me but we do have a few things coming up that this movie might make you know now that we've seen the movie we might have a little bit of predictions on so we have Mm -hmm. dr strange multiverse of madness coming out in may Yeah. yeah so it hasn't been announced but i still think there's a chance Tom Spider-Man will appear in the film. And I also think there's a chance that it will end with him going to the Sony universe. Mm-hmm. So Sam Raimi directing after this movie makes me certain Toby will at least have a cameo. Like mm-hmm. I am so sure, like yeah. I'll say 95% chance Toby at least has a cameo. And I'm 50 50 on if he'll be Spider-Man or a random person like Stan Lee and Bruce Campbell's cameos in Sam's Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Now, there are some rumors that Multiverse of Madness will have a bunch of surprise appearances like this movie, to which I'm like, look, I I love No Way Home, but if this is Marvel's new shtick, it's going to get tired fast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We just had that happen. I don't think it's going to happen again right away. <laughs> yes, but um, if that does happen, I'm certain they'll be in it. So I guess I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, mostly because it's Sam Raimi directing. So mm-hmm. I guess what are your thoughts on it, on the movie coming out? Yeah. Will Tom Spider-Man be in it? I'm pretty sure he will be, even though it hasn't been announced. And the chances that because Sam Raimi's directing, Toby will at least have a cameo. And do you think it'll be as Spider-Man or just a random thing like Stan Lee? Uh, Well, I can definitely say, um, like, before this, I could take or leave Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I haven't seen the first one. Now I'm like, I'm going to see the first one ASAP. I want to see this movie. I'm I'm on board for seeing this now, and it ended with the trailer, of course. And I thought I I thought it was a good trailer, um. So I'm interested. Uh, I don't know what it's gonna be. Also, I think I did. I real you know I think I realized that I do rather like Sam Raimi as a director. I knew that already, but you know, <laughs> like I I was in Spider Man Two. The whole for that scene where Doc Ock is attacking the scientists is yeah. so scary. It is that is so well done. You can it, tell like, he total, makes horror movies. Yeah, you can tell he made The Evil Dead and stuff. And The Evil Dead is a great movie too. But like, man, that was like you get transported into this like '80s slasher film for like two minutes in the superhero movie. It's it was really well done. And like, uh, so yeah, the fact that Sam Raimi is directing it is one of the main reasons why I'm interested as well. Um, I think I could see Tom Holland playing a small role. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, the, the <laughs> only, the only, uh, hesitation I'm having is like, if they want to bring him back that soon after. Well, the reason a lot of people, including me think so is that the current deal with Marvel is coming to an end after two movies. Mm-hmm. The next Spider-Man movie, if it happens, is not part of the current deal. Therefore, there has to be another one 
coming up. Mm-hmm. So it would okay. be Doctor Strange, I think is the most likely over like Thor, Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, or something else. No, you're right. If it was going to be any of those, it's this one. Um, uh, but I, I have s- so little confidence in predictions of what's going to happen next for Spider-Man in general because I don't understand all the deal stuff and I don't like to follow it. But uh, um, in terms of what was it? Oh, yeah. Tobey Maguire. I definitely think cameo appearance is likely. Um, You know, I honestly might say I I could really genuinely see if he is going to cameo in it. Uh, I mean, we already established the connection to that universe. I think there could be a quick cameo of seeing Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. So will you go over or under 50%? I think I... Honestly, the him being in it, I'm not as high as you. I would put it lower. That I could go slightly over 50% on. But I would also put slightly over 50% that I think he would be, if he's going to cameo in it, he would be Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, this movie does make it possible. Yeah. Like... Even like before the movie, I was so certain Toby will at least have a cameo. Even if it's like a Stanley type cameo where he's a pizza delivery guy, it rings a bell and goes pizza time or something. Pizza time. Yeah. Yes. All right. We do have another Spider-Man movie coming out in 10 months. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I'm so certain after this, they'll be in it. I have no doubt. Like, I watched this being like, all right, I think this is the last time we'll see Toby and Andrew, but I don't think it's the last time we'll hear them. So I think, I mean, nothing's 100%, but I'm like, guys, come on. I think it's more likely for part two than it is for part one. But, and look, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man is basically the Toby Spider-Man, so it's close enough. But Mm -hmm. I'm so certain We'll see the three have a, a, a cool cameo, but we'll see the three probably interacting together in Across the Spider-Verse, probably part two more than part one. So what do you think? You know, years of doing this podcast, I have been a naysayer to all this crossover <laughs> fan service. Like, I just never believed that these daydreams would, like, these pipe dreams would actually happen. Like, I just kept thinking, like, this is all this weird speculation from hyped fans, and it's never going to come to fruition. And I have been shown time and time again how wrong that is and how far, like, people will go for fan service. I truly am perplexed how wrong I was that, like, Michael Keaton's going to be Batman again. (laughs) Toby and Andrew are in a Spider-Man movie that I just saw. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're gonna be. <laughs> I think they're gonna be in it. Um, I guess I'll have you talk first as I go uh, grab a drink real quick. But okay. we have the fourth MCU Spider-Man. Assuming, well, well, at minimum, fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man. So this is my one hope. I'm not gonna say about what I want for the movie or whatever. I'd like Craven, sure. I'd like a better Mysterio, sure. But 
My one request, I don't have any predictions for it. I just hope it's more like this and less like homecoming far from home. Focus on Peter Parker being an average guy with spider powers who also deals with normal everyday problems. Mm-hmm. So My I'll be like 10 that. seconds, but I guess okay. you can say about if there's anything you yeah. hope to see from the next one. Yeah. The next as as you Holland get Spider-Man up and movie. get this drink and, and can't hear me, I will say <laughs> that I think that they should uh, focus on Spider-Man being an everyday guy with spider powers uh with everyday problems and uh if he's coming back then i'm going to pretend i had something more thoughtful and poignant to say that was different than what he said because the truth is i um basically agree with that exactly i would like to see that in the next spider-man movie and that's why I think that the I Incredible put, Hulk will die. And oh, okay. I put this drink in the fridge, and I hope it's not frozen. Well, but that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, I said it. a lot of poignant stuff while you're gone. Oh yeah, I heard. It sound, sound sounded lovely with a yeah. little bit. I heard. I'm so excited. Normally, I don't get to hear new stuff on this show. Yeah, but I'm yeah, it's an interesting for dynamic for yeah. I'm excited to hear a new thing. Yeah, so I said my piece on that. Now we said goodbye to Toby and Andrew, but there are still two scripts somewhere in a vault. Spider-Man 4 and The Amazing Spider-Man 3. Do you think this movie raises the possibility of them being released finally? And I guess what would your preferred format be? Would you want animate? Because look, I I wrote about this on Twitter and someone actually commented and I was like, no, whatever. I, I didn't bother to respond to them, but <laughs> we can't have in 2021, they can't do Spider-Man, the, that Spider-Man 4 script. You can't do mm-hmm. a script from 2011 because look at Toby. Yeah. He's clearly aged. So you can't do a movie that takes place four years after Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And you could maybe get away with it with Andrew, but still, you couldn't do those scripts that they had. If you were to continue with more Toby and Andrew movies, they would have to start from scratch. But for those scripts they have just lying around, do you think this raises the chance of them coming out? And how would you want them to be released? Would you want it to be as an animated film? With, as a comic book or just publish the script as is. So right. I think there is a chance that they do sign with those old scripts now because technically they're MCU canon. So I would prefer them to be done as animated films with Toby and Andrew coming to voice the characters and bringing back as much of the of the original cast as possible. Mm-hmm. But also be cool with them doing them as graphic novels. So what do you think? Do you think this raises the chance of us finally seeing those scripts? And how would you want them to be released? Yeah, I mean, it definitely raises the chances. I mean, I like ever since Into the Spider-Verse came out, I, I really like the idea of and it, it, extending 
the like universe of uh like animated Spider-Man movies coming out uh kind of uh Marvel just doesn't have as much animated uh that's worthwhile um currently so I I kind of letting them be their own thing would uh benefit them a lot um so like my i think honestly my what i think would be my wish would be something in the style basically in in the same vein of into the spider-verse but not like not a sequel or anything it's just kind of uh that kind of thing but uh its own story as a way to kind of relive that uh script kind of more as is um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what it is, so I don't know if it would work better live action or something. But, yeah, but I mean, I you can't do anyway. them now because too much time has passed in live action. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other option would be, um, I mean, is this blasphemy recasting, but doing the Spider-Man 4 script? <laughs> I mean, you could, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it'd be kind of weird, but... um. Yeah, but I don't I, think as ma- I think if they were recast, they would just say that they're it's its own separate thing. Then, yeah, and not call it Spider-Man Four. Yeah, yeah, I think you do animated. That's what I. That's what I think. Yes. All right. People been asking this, so let's just throw it out there. We have the Sony universe, which has Venom and Marvel. I mean, Venom and Morbius. Mm-hmm. Could we have, since we know they're not in the MCU because of Venom's stupid appearance, could we have Toby or Andrew be the Spider-Man of the Sony universe and appear in like a Venom movie or a Morbius movie as like that universe of Spider-Man? I don't think so, but I'd love it. Um The one I would see most likely would be Andrew, since a lot of those movies were developed as spinoff of his. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it would make a lot of sense to me uh, that you could kind of mesh the Amazing Spider-Man and this universe. You could imagine that and have Andrew be this universe's Spider-Man. I couldn't see it with any other Spider-Man. But yeah. I mean, look, we, we're going to live in a world with Robert Pattinson in Batman movies and Michael Keaton as well. So, mm-hmm. all right. Will we see another Toby or Andrew movie? A proper solo Toby movie or proper solo Andrew movie? I will say this. No. But... Yeah, it's- I would no. certainly prefer that over another Venom or Morbius or Craven the Hunter movie. Like I get Sony wants to have more than just one. And I get it might be like a little bit like, oh, which Spider-Man is at this time? But I'd, straight up honest, I would rather have that than all these villain spinoffs. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say uh, isn't the I keep meaning to read it, but uh, isn't the um beloved uh arc craven's last hunt kind of like a craven thing with spider-man in it like it 
it really focuses on Craven. I have not like read it yet. Okay. I, I, from what I've read about, some people argue it's like more of a Craven thing than a Spider-Man thing, even though it's Spider-Man comics. Um, and in that vein, I it would be kind of interesting to um, like that could be something to do a good villain spinoff with. However, uh, of course, that Craven's Last Hunt does have a lot of Spider-Man in it, so you would have to have that um, to make it work. Unless they replaced him with Venom, nah. which they might have to do legally, but right. <laughs> so, what did you think of the chances of a actual Toby or Andrew solo movie? Oh yeah, I don't think a solo movie is not going to happen. I don't think. Yeah. All right. Final, I guess, what's next? Will we see the three Spider-Men together? Again, in another movie. I will say no, except... I mean, like a MCU movie, not a Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. I will say no, except I think that whenever the MCU... If there is an actual final film in the MCU before they do a hard reboot, which I don't think will happen until Feige leaves, which I think, I I do think Feige, I do think it's time for Feige and Marvel to kind of part ways and Feige to have a new thing to do, Star Wars, and for um, Marvel to have a new vision completely start over and be remade for the 2020s. Mm-hmm. I could see like the final film, Avengers Secret Wars, bringing back Toby and Andrew because I don't know how you would have a final MCU film crossover that could top this. But I I think if they are going to come back, it would be for the the actual final MCU film if it does happen. So, what do you think? What are the chances chances of seeing the three together again? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think it's going to happen unless with cameos in the Doctor Strange one, which, like I said, would more likely just be Toby. But uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. This feels like their send-off. I don't see them coming back. Yes. All right. So let's get into what is the fate of the MCU now? So, like we said earlier, if you listened before, I gave up on the MCU after Endgame. It, they threw away characters, it became a cartoony mess, but whatever. So, I'll just say this. After Spider-Man No Way Home, although there was one good movie, the MCU was still, in my opinion, a dead franchise. However, if one movie was going to be good post-Endgame, this should be the one. Although I do think that a multiverse crossover like this means that it is time for the MCU to come to an end. However, if Doctor Strange 2 is also good, it could show that even though the MCU does need to end, there could still be enough life in, enough life in it to give it a nice ending. So I think, like, look, MCU, this movie, doing a crossover like this means, yeah, it's time for the MCU to end. But if Doctor Strange 2 is also good and we get some momentum, then maybe it's like, all right, we can do an office season nine. We can 
come back, finish strong. And look, maybe there's a chance because we've never seen Sam Raimi direct Dr. Strange. Maybe Dr. Strange two will be bad. And all of them afterwards are bad. This is it. I couldn't ask for a better ending. Like I can walk away more satisfied than I did after infinity war and Endgame. So mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, for me, the MCU is still dead and we got a nice little epilogue, but yeah. if it, if Dr. Strange still is good, we might have a little life that we can get across the finish line and end it. But a crossover like this really shows that the MCU does need to end. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? How has this movie affected kind of your views of the future of the MCU? Yeah. I mean, really in the, the closing statement of all of this is just that I'm, I'm just happy to have such a good Spider-Man movie again that like the rest just feels inconsequential. I do feel like at this point it's either it dies and I don't care about it from now on. And this is the good final send off or I could see, and I don't think it's going to happen right away because I just am. uh, I don't think it's going to happen right away, but I could see it building momentum because I don't know, just from the uh, vibe I get from people I know, it feels like there's a little bit more excitement now because people really liked this movie um it kind of but uh, the, you didn't away. feel the excitement before spider-man like after black widow yeah. after yeah exactly I mean, shang chi's a smaller lesser known character and then eternals and people have not been loving the disney plus shows yeah the and the praise for uh uh shang chi it, it felt like separate from like MCU hype, it felt like this is a very good movie. Uh, it didn't feel like it was like adding to the longevity of the MCU necessarily. Whereas uh, this movie could, I, I don't know. I think I'm more likely to say, I, I don't see how they, capture that kind of success a second time uh but like i said i'm really just kind of in the place where this feels like uh a lucky movie to have i think it's great and uh it feels like a send-off in many ways uh and if that also happened to be for the mcu then so be it (laughs) because uh, yes. Yeah. Now, I did look over some things. I had like three Spider-Man themed rabbit holes. Did we want to quickly knock those out of the park? Yeah, let's let's knock them out. All right. Number one, do you consider Homecoming Far From Home canon to No Way Home? I will say, in my opinion, I tried. For a week, I tried, and I'm like, no. Homecoming hurts Civil War. Far From Home hurts No Way Home. So for me, no. This is the first proper MCU Spider-Man movie. And whenever I go through Phase 1 and Phase 2, I will 
put on Andrew's movies in chronological order. So I guess, do you consider Far From Home and No Way Home canon? I I feel like I truly will have to put a pin in this because right now I would say yes. But like I said, I am going to, through my binge, just give a full another shot to both Homecoming and Far From Home. Get them in the context of like try and like contextualize them as a trilogy of homecoming far from home no way home and just chew on that and see how it feels for a little bit because i absolutely do think that i can exist in a world where i just kind of um where like this movie is an extension of like civil war and infinity war and Endgame, uh and it's a glimpse into that but it's you know not it's not like the third of a trilogy like it could feel separate but i really would just have to watch them again and give it another shot and really like uh have a more immediate reaction um like how does homecoming feed into far from home which feeds into no way home i don't really know if i can see that yet <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah. So when you if you were to do an MCU rewatch, just go through the entire Infinity Saga plus No Way Home. Do you because I already say I rewatched Andrew's movies because when I look at Civil War, I'm like, they're kind of close enough to the same character. And then when you get to No Way Home, it's like, oh, there was some weird spell thing that separated them or whatever. When you if you were to watch the MCU again, do you Rewatch Toby and Andrew's movies as proper MCU movies. Because I'll be honest, when if I were to go through the MCU, I'd have Andrew's movies, and then we'd have like the Infinity Saga, like Avengers movies. Then after Endgame, because now we're in this weird multiverse thing, mm-hmm. then I would do Toby's trilogy, and then No Way Home, and then yeah, the rest. You know, I actually. Uh- just thinking about it, I think I would totally include them because of what I mentioned earlier, where it's like it now makes me go back and recontextualize some of those final moments of the villains and like when they would have uh, in their timeline moved into this universe. Um, because that's kind of just an interesting way to look at it now to, to see it from that perspective. Um which isn't really necessary, but it is kind of fun. So it is, it's fun to include like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and to see uh, Green Goblin and the Doc and, and Doc Ock and just, uh, yeah, they're, they're moments before arriving in this universe. So I guess if you didn't include Toby and Andrew's movies, where would you put them? Because like I said, I put Andrew's when they happened. Toby's are after end game and before no way home so where would you i guess you put them in the rewatch would you i i I feel like i i almost feel like i'd start with them oh yes like i mean they are the old the they are the oldest obviously but it also just feels like um you know like uh 
Toby Maguire's Peter Parker is the older mentor type in that, so it just makes sense that it like would chron- chronologically happen earlier in the watch. Yes, I would have you know Toby's actor phase four. Although, if Doctor Strange makes like the X Men movies canon, then I would put them back so we interchange between X Men and Spider Man movies. Right. All right. Now. Uh, all right. We'll just just for a little bit of context, we'll bring this up real quick. Michael Keaton is returning as Batgirl. Re- I mean, not returning as Batgirl, returning for the Batgirl movie. Which, yeah. once again, oh my god, another movie with my favorite live action Batman. Which, so uh, I guess real quick, your thoughts on Keaton returning, and if Marvel were to bring back a franchise and add it to the universe like Keaton. What franchise would you choose? I mean, they already did that. But, like, Um, Keaton's (laughs) going to permanently stay. Oh, okay. Like, he is now. He will be the DCEU's Batman. I gotcha. Um, I I guess Toby Moyer was good as a mentor. If someone were to permanently stay as the MCU's blank uh i would have to say i mean I, my answer i wanted to be andrew garfield but i don't necessarily want to kick out tom holland <laughs> but but like if you choose spider-man he has to replace tom holland yeah hmm. i just don't have any other answer um 2015 Fantastic Four, where the thing never wore pants. Nice, yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You know what? I would uh, actually. No, it's not like I love. Uh, the older, you mentioned Fantastic Four. If they like the those, the 2015 one was obviously not the right direction. So if they just brought in uh, all or one of the uh, earlier 2000s one into the MCU, could be cool. Yeah, for me, I would choose maybe Andrew Spider-Man to have him replace Tom or Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I figured right. that would be one, but I just don't have as strong of an attachment. So, <laughs> all right. Given the choice of the three Spider Men, who would you want to be the star of the next movie? I feel like these are questions for you to say, Andrew Garfield, too. Like, I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, honestly, if if they fully did my wishes, my reboot dreams, where Tom Holland is Spider Man and he is a friendly neighborhood Spider Man, and uh, yeah, all, all we've been talking about, what I've been wanting all along, I would absolutely say that. I don't have faith that they would do that, and my safer pick would be Andrew Garfield, but my want would absolutely be to continue with Tom Holland, but to give him like a real reboot. Yeah. Um, I guess I would say Andrew, although <laughs> if we're going to do multiverse, man, how cool would it be to have Spider-Girl, who is Peter's daughter, and we do Batman Beyond with Spider-Girl, where 
Toby's Peter mentors his daughter as Spider-Girl. Okay. <laughs> you kind of answered this earlier. <laughs> but in your opinion, now having seen it, what is the best MCU film? I think I'd probably have to say Spider-Man No Way Home, but, you know, give me a few months. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say that, but although I might, I do got to say, I do think Civil War may have been replaced. It's my favorite MCU movie. Bizarre. Okay. Yes. Because now, if we want to get technical. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, che- yeah, you're, you're cheating at this yes. point. I, technically, it is now. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, if we want to say proper MCU, yes, Civil War is the best one, but uh, this... Oh, by the way, I got to ask you something after what you say. Uh, I'm tired, so I almost forgot what I was saying as I was saying it. Um, oh, I, what I was going to say is, do you think that this is the most positive special episode? I think so. I think it might be. I mean, I think it is. I couldn't I, think of anything like I don't, Infinity I think War. Of all maybe, the specials we've but, done, this is my favorite movie we've done a special on. That's what I was thinking because I think it's definitely mine. The other one would, I mean, I would say I would say it's this one, but the other the other one in competition would be the Last Jedi. But, <laughs> uh, but I think it's this one. So I think overall, in terms of both of our opinions, like added up, I feel like this is probably the most positive special we've done. Yeah, I soul was good too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of forgot about Pixar movies. Um, but I think this is like the one where we've been the most like, and we yeah. only had like four complaints. Oh, I only had four. Yours was kind of a jokey I, one. I basically had zero. Yeah. You were struggling a little bit. Yeah, I just like, I mean, there are other grievances that I sort of aired out through it, but I just, they weren't, none of them feel like sincere complaints about it. I guess it's sort of like, I, I don't think I'd give this movie a 10 out of 10. Like, that's my only thing is that, like, I don't really have anything to complain about, but it's like a nine solidly if we're doing point stuff. I yeah, I would. Nine point five. I would give it like that's that's why we give it too. like yeah. I'd be like some of the humor was a little corny. That was it. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh I need to make because you meant you're a sound person or you love sound or whatever. Yeah. I'm wearing you have ears right even now. though we can't see them, but you love sound. Yeah. yeah. Is it just me? Or is sound on streaming just like the worst? Like it sounds, it felt like in terms of picture, DVD was great. Blu-ray got even better. And streaming's good, not as good as Blu-ray, but still good. Yeah. But it felt like sound got worse on, like going from DVD to Blu-ray, sound got worse. And then it got even worse on streaming. Uh. I mean, there could be, I haven't, I don't know, I can't touch too much on that, but I kind of do wonder if in the process of like trying everything to make sure that the picture was as high quality as possible uh, and 
just with how much like video is truly so much bigger than audio uh like uh i mean a high quality audio file would be in the megabyte range and a high quality video file like we're talking we're starting to get into there were like hundreds of gigabytes if not terabytes of data like involved in video it's huge so to stream it I'm wondering if there's like some cutbacks and they choose to cut on the audio uh, or um, I mean, it's sort of similar to like uh, audio and YouTube has always sucked. Um, so it, it could be um, a deal with streaming, although it's like like Spotify and Apple Music and stuff have it figured out. So I don't know exactly what's going on, except if maybe they're just like, hey, who cares that we can cut here? Like cut I quality. watched before going to see No Way Home, I put on Civil War on Disney Plus because they did a special IMAX thing where it takes up the yeah. full screen. And I got to say, I had to crank it up so much louder compared to my Blu-ray or DVD. Mm-hmm. You you know my worst sounding Blu-ray is? I'm really disappointed in how bad the sound is on it. Oh, what? I recently bought the Godfather trilogy. Oh. This, it is like legit one of the worst sounding Blu-rays <laughs> oh, wow. I've ever bought. Like I am turning the TV up to 50 and I can barely hear what they're saying. Wow. Like yeah. there's going to be like a new re remaster of it. And I just bought it like a few months ago, but. If it's like a new Blu-ray, I'm debating like just being like I I can't do this anymore. Like I'll just get a yeah. new copy. Uh huh. Now let us get to our final thoughts. That bring this thing to an end. Oh, real quick, I don't know if you thought about it, but if you wanted to rank the how many is it nine Spider-Man movies? I guess yeah. I can go. All right, and then I don't know if you've thought about it. At I all, thought but... about my top three that I could. List. Okay, so. Uh -huh. There's nine, right? There were three Tobys, three Toms, two Andrews, and Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. All right. So for me, I just say I'll just have to say it's a tie between Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. If any, I might lean towards Spider-Man 2, but I just I can't decide. I think yeah. those are number one. Then we have Spider-Man 3. Then we have uh, 2002 Spider-Man. Then, oh my God, this is hard to do off memory. Then we have, I think, Into the Spider-Verse. We won't count the Avengers movies. Into the Spider-Verse. Then we have The Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, no, then we have No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And all the way down here, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. And then all the way below <laughs> that, we have In the yeah. Bowels of Hell, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, um, I will say similar to what you said with your your top ones. I the top two I think are absolutely going to have to be Spider Man Two and Into the Spider Verse. I would lean right now Spider Man Two, but so you're saying those are tied for you? They're or is one over the other? I, they're basically tied, and I would right now lean Spider Man Two, but we'll see. I uh, they're basically tied, uh, and then Spider Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah. So that's like my number three. 
oh yes well it is a good choice for number three yeah all right now let's get to our final thoughts all right i'll go first with the story and the fan service this movie should have been terrible like honestly if you were going to give me an elevator pitch of like all right what's this movie about all right we're going to have the Sinister Six come together and we're going to have Toby and Andrew come up. I'd be like, no, don't make it. That sounds like <laughs> yeah. absolute dog crap. Don't even attempt to do it because it's going to be awful. Right. How And by playing on people's nostalgia, this was the biggest risk Marvel has taken in a while. And the fact that this movie in itself is good is quite an achievement. It gave closure to the Sam Raby and Mark Webb eras while clearing the board and giving the next film a just a total fresh start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, final thoughts. I am amazed at how well this movie worked and never thought I'd say this, but I'm so glad it exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, after not totally knowing how to feel and having, like, uh, fluctuating hype for it, um, I was really pleased to start hearing uh, the reactions without spoilers and uh, starting to get hopeful that it is what I imagined the best of this version of the character could be. And I was very happy that in every way they made this version of the character the best version of the character it could be. And all of the potential just meaningless fan service was not just meaningless fan service. It was all... Uh, it it was um all respectful and thoughtfully done, uh, in what was first and foremost a really really good superhero movie. So I think that's it. I think that's my final thought. Yeah. So there we go, guys. Real quick, I gotta mention. Um, I haven't been a fan before, but we got we have to give a credit because I said. I was really rooting for him. John Watts really brought his A-game to this movie, and he did a great job with it. Mm -hmm. Kevin Feige, who I think has been struggling for a little bit, did a great job with this movie. It just overall is, for the first time in a while, we've had a win from the MCU, which is really nice to have happen. By the way, Blu-ray is... Oh, we also have to say real quick, also, quite the accomplishment. No one really knew Toby and Andrew were in it until, right? Like it was a guess, but the fact is, everyone walked in not one hundred percent knowing. I think we gotta say, besides like a little few little leaks, I gotta say, bit of an accomplishment. Yeah, it's true. Like like the Michael Scott appearance mm-hmm. in the office. Last thing, Blu-rays coming out. Will Toby and Andrew be on the cover? Oh, or should they be on the cover? Yes, they should be. I don't know. I don't think they will. But how awesome would that be to like have that, that be on awesome. Blu-ray or on iTunes? I think that would be awesome. And I actually think they, I actually, I do think they sh- should be because like, I feel like they've gotten what they wanted and the, the, the cat's out of the bag in a way where it's like, um, uh it doesn't have to be a forever secret 
that they're whether they're in it or not like that's kind of past and i don't think it'll be considered a big spoiler from here on out and i think we'll slowly start like already on the wikipedia page i mean not that if you were really trying to avoid spoilers you wouldn't go to it but yeah like, they I have mean, their pictures on there. there like i don't think it's supposed to be the most well-kept secret forever um so i think it would i mean it might be a little soon but i would absolutely love to sort of start to come out as like hey these are the supporting characters of this movie um you know the main characters (laughs) yeah you know what i don't think it will happen but i would love like a full behind the scenes thing on like the dvd or blu-ray about how this all came together yeah what if they only release it digitally with different covers of each of the Spider-Mans and those are <laughs> signatured on the blockchain so you can own them as NFTs. Oh, There's only yes. about a thousand of each and uh, there is uh, because it's the most nostalgia there's the least of Tobey Maguire so that's obviously the most valuable. Yes. And then you would own that. Oh, yes. That sounds amazing. Paul yeah. would be excited. Yeah, he loves those that. are his three favorite letters. Yeah, that's really the only reason he got into it. <laughs> yes. So, guys, there we go with our Spider-Man No Way Home special. Yes, and look forward to the upcoming in celebration public domain Winnie the Pooh hard drama yeah. reboot. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we can get away with. with we'll call it oh effing bother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, a lot of great ideas, a lot of rabbit hole. Yes. And really, isn't that what the point is? Like you, you come for the main topics, but really you stay for the rabbit hole. In yeah, a way. that's beautiful. And uh, yes. I hope you keep falling down it. Yes. Thwip, thwip. 